before we go to the word let us sing this song the the words of my mouth in the attitude of prayer please close your eyes remember this word and sing unto the lord and to yourself i request the choir to assist us follower and a follower means a imitator 
Nowadays, people, especially youth in our society, who imitate the styles, trends that are modeled or modeled to them in movies, magazines, music, and TV. People seem to imitate their fashion, attitude, the language, and also physical appearances. Do you know that? Do you believe that? Yes. In such, in, we are living in such a surroundings or situations or in such a world. And also, I am sorry to say, even the Christians are not exempted. I hope you understand it. We too imitate people, culture, traditions, and so on, music, and so on. I hope you will agree with me too. Paul is giving a practical advice in his letters to the saints and churches. He is talking about the imitation and a particular about imitating him, which is actually a quite surprising for the concept of imitation is a new concept introduced by the New Testament. It is completely a foreign concept in the Old Testament because we don't notice Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, or other priests, prophets, kings, judges, whom God used, ever said, copy me, or follow me, or do as I do. Have we come across anything in your Bible? Any of them mentioned that? Never. In fact, we are sure that, in some sense, it would be against the first two commandments, as we know. Exodus 20, verse 3 to 5, the Lord gave the commandments. What do you say? You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above, or on the earth beneath, or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them, or worship them, for I am the Lord, you are God, I am a jealous God. This is the commandment. Here it is very clearly says, we should not follow anything, or worship anything, other than our living God. And we have a wonder whether Paul is allowing us to follow imitations or false images or setting himself up as an idol. So let us go on go and meditate what he is saying, what is written. The, why he has written like that? Because the concept of imitation is an important theme for Paul in his letters. There are two Greek words. One is mimitai, one has a meaning of to imitate or mimic. And we derive our word for mimic from it. The other, other word, the second word is to pass, 
P-U-P-O-S. As the meaning of pattern, example, and model. Paul sets himself up as an example or model to be imitated or mimicked. This emphasizes from Paul can be recognized throughout his letters. Let us see some of his examples. Let us turn to a book of the first Thessalonians. First Thessalonians chapter one verse six. First Thessalonians chapter one verse six. You became imitators of us and of the Lord, in spite of severe suffering, you welcome the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. He is telling to Thessalonian church, they became the imitators of the saints, the disciples. The same, First Thessalonians 2nd chapter, verse 14. For you, brothers, became imitators of God's churches in Judea, which are in Christ Jesus. You suffered from our own countrymen the same things those churches suffered from, Jew, from the Jews. Also turn to Second Thessalonians chapter 3, from verses 7 to 9. For you yourself know how you have to follow us. For we were not disorderly among you, nor did we eat anyone's bread free of charge, but worked with labor and toil night and day, that we might not be burdened to any of you, nor because we do not have authority, but to make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. The last sentence. But make ourselves an example of how you should follow us. That's what the New King James translation says. And also in First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 1, we all know. 1 Corinthians, chapter 11, verse 1. Follow my example, as I follow the example of Christ. The other translation says, Imitate me, just as I also imitate Christ. Also, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16. I urge you to imitate me. Other translation. Therefore, I urge you imitate me. So, dear brothers and sisters, it is very clear. Paul is the one, the hero, or whatever you name it. Boldly, confidently, written and said, follow me or imitate me as I imitate Christ. So the churches, they follow 
There are teachings the, throughout his epistles. He keep on urging us to imitate him. So today our meditation on imitation is from Ephesians chapter 5 verses 1 to 7. Ephesians chapter 5 from verses 1 to 7. How can we imitate God? I read it for you from New King James Version. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. We are dear children. Amen? We are the children of God. We are not just children. We are dear to our God. So, therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love. As Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. For front, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints. Neither filthless, filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor chorus, jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know, that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. The scripture is, even though, very clear. Let us look into what the Paul means to writing such a letter to his saints. Verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. Therefore followers of God as his children, he says, as I told you before, follower means the imitators. Imitator means a follower. So here he says, it's a challenging to every one of us. And it is not only in his letter what he has written, even in the Gospels. What do we mean that following God or following Christ? Matthew 5.48 says, Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And also in First Peter, chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. First Peter, chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. It's a very familiar one. But as he who called you is holy, 
you also be holy in all your contact because it is written be holy for i am holy the first point is how do we imitate god is by following god what god said is be perfect as i am perfect be holy for i am holy do we follow that if you follow this commandments what he has given to us in this way we became imitator of christ in our life so i know here i wanted to say the heavenly father is calling each and every one of us his dear children if you are really appreciate our heavenly father and accept he is our father calling us as the dear children we have to strive to imitate him there is a word in this scripture start with that is therefore what does it mean there is something it was said before therefore when you look to the last word that is verse 32 of chapter 4 what it says and be kind to one another tender hearted forgiving one another even as god in christ forgave you the second way we imitate god is forgiving others that's what the scripture exhorts us although we should imitate god in everything we do we are especially to imitate god in the way he forgives us how does god forgive for christ sake god has forgiven you totally amen if you are forgiven say amen to that glory to god we are all saved because of his grace because he has forgiven and there is no sin that will keep you out of heaven amen In Psalm 103 verse 2 Psalmy says bless the lord o my soul and forget not all his benefits if you do not forget what god has done to you more than anything else we know about the blessings need not tell you because you know about it because you received them all but more than all what is the greatest blessing what god has given to us god has saved us the salvation is the greatest gift whatever we have on this earth it is not going to save us but the very purpose we are sitting here is we have a great hope in our great god amen that hope is we believe with him that hope is because we are assured that our sins are forgiven and we became his children the question is okay we are saved what about after we are saved if we sin that's all the scripture says as we know 1 john 1 9 what is it when we confess our sins as a christian god forgives us God is so gracious. So we are not only readily forgiving 
those who have offended us, this will lead us to holding a grudge. Jesus is very clear in his statement that we should be quick to forgive others. Let us turn to Mark chapter 11 verses 24 to 26. Mark chapter 11 from verses 24 to 26. Everybody likes verse 24. Well, let us see the rest. Verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. We like it, is it? Because we ask everything and we have faith. And we also faith in, what is the faith? Faith in God, faith in receiving things. That is not the end. Let us read 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him. That your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. That is the condition. We are all very much interested in the promises, but not in the condition. So, we like it is true to believe in God and believing everything what we are going to, what we are prayed is going to receive it. But at the same time, how far our relationship with our neighbors, our friends, our family members, even including, do we have any unforgiven sin in us? It is our time to forgive them because you are forgiven. Because you are forgiven, you have to forgive one another. In that way, you can imitate God. God has forgiven you. That's why God wants you to forgive others. That is another way of imitating Him. So, make sure that you imitate your Heavenly Father as a loving child, especially in the area of forgiveness. Amen? Thirdly, Loving others. Of course, without love we cannot forgive. But let us see the verse 2 from chapter 5. Ephesians. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Walk in love as Christ also loved us and given himself for us. So we have to love others, love God and love one another. So it is not talking about a romantic love, but the highest from the love called the agape love. Christ is the example we are to follow. Again we are imitating Christ. 
loved us. We are to love him because he first loved us. The sacrificial love that Christ showed us, our offering and sacrifice to God for your smith-selling Savior. Savior. So, dear children of God, in this way, we can imitate God because God loves you. God loved you and we have to love others and show the love of God. So, it is not by teaching or not by preaching or telling whatever the vocabulary you know that what the God, uh, love of God means it to others. Nothing doing. Show your love in your actions. People should know the love of God in you and that is from you alone. Not by your words, but by your life. Your very life, what God has given to you. But that means, in actions, you have to show the God, the love to others by forgiving others as well. Thirdly, verse 3 and 4 from chapter 5, what it says, But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you, as is fitting for saints, neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving thanks. It seems that this verse is talking specifically about your sexual sin, not together. Fornication would include sex before marriage and adultery. Fornication would include homosexuality. In Leviticus we know that 18.22 says, You shall not lie with a male as with a woman, and it is an abomination. So I believe that word, uncleanness, which refers to filth in a more general way. Even Psalm 101 verse 3 and Philippians 4 8 we say. And what part does covetousness have to do with the sexual sin? So another word for covetousness is a, is a greed. So that's all. Let us not go very deep in that that you know what it means to that. Exodus 20 verse 7. These sins should not be named among us. They should not be found in our midst. That's all I can say. Verse 4 says, Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. Filthiness is absently, that is, we would agree that to have a filthy or a suggestive tongue is an abomination. To use a vulgar and uh, suggest to languages are just not right. Even when you look behind the, even the scripture, there are many things mentioned about it, many terms mentioned about it, about our speech. When you look behind verse, chapter 4, verse 25 says, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25, Therefore, putting away lying, 
let each one each one of you speak truth with his neighbor that means believers should not lie it is very clear we take lying is very simple but it is not simple as we think it is so serious and also what it says in 29 the same chapter the corrupt word that should not be from our mouth no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth and also he says verse 21 let all bitterness wrath anger glamour and evil speaking be put away from you evil speaking another term is evil speaking then we come on to this foolish talking verse 4 says no foolish talking so these are all why it is written this how it is uh, when we used to our life without knowing or recognizing that they are sins we do commit sin and if you ignore them and it will not help us to make heaven that's what he says so abomin to use a vulgar language is not right so we must watch how we joke and what we joke or tolerant and some of you would not tell such a joke or if you are as you just read about uh, some number uh, uh, some one we should not stand we should not sit and we should not be partakers of where the mockers are in ecclesiastes 3:4 says that there is a time to weep and there is a time to laugh proverbs 17 verse 22 says a merry heart do a good like a medicine our daily prayer should be let us turn to psalm 141 verse 3 every day we should make this prayer to god our tongue or to hold our unclean speech psalm 141 verse 3 Have we got it? Let us read together. Set your God, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. This should be a part of our prayer every day in our prayer life. If we do so, definitely the Spirit of God will hold our tongue, our speech. Amen. whatever we speak with the people that should edify them and that will glorify our name the name of the lord amen so the second thing is we should keep clean heart the the third one the next one is be wise ephesians chapter 5 verse 5 and 6 for this you know that no fornicator unclean person nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God let no one deceive you with empty words again the word empty words for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience they are all 
those who are doing the above commit the above sin they are called the sons are disobedient but we are called the dear children of god amen it is not exciting to you hmm is it not exciting to you the scripture says very clearly you are dear children to our god see you yourself know how many of you accept it only you accept it you will receive it if you not you will miss it in this scripture what it says you know that no fornicator unclean person no covetous man who is an idolater you see one thing is here hidden here we think that we are not worshiping idols we are not worshiping idols idol is very far from us but in this covetousness the covetous man is called an idolater if you are covetous on anything even with your money if you are greedy of it you are idol you are worshiping an idol anyhow let no one deceive you with empty words for because of these things the wrath of god comes on upon the sons are disobedient we should no way glorify sin paul is talking about the habitual sin here the person who habitually does these things has no inheritance in the kingdom of god let us turn to revelation 21 verse 8 revelation 21 verse 8 you see the list of people those who cannot inherit the kingdom of god and also see that we are not there verse 21 verse 8 revelation 21 verse 8 but the cowardly unbelieving abominable murderer sexually sexually immoral sorcerers idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with a fire and brimstone which is the second death all liars liar is not lying is not simple we cannot take it very casual we know believers we don't tie uh, lies straight away we speak a language such a way we don't tell the truth i hope you understand it for you are understanding you should have conven- conveniently spoken and convey the message which is in which the truth is hidden so you let open to the people let them take it as they want it do you, do you come across such experiences i don't know whether you understood or not our speech should be very clear 
Don't hide anything. Don't keep anything besides so that let the person take it as he wants it. No. Don't be suspicious. Don't give chance for assumption. That means you are letting the person to lie also. You are lying yourself. You are hiding yourself. And also you let the person to misunderstand you. Or even the wrong thing to make him to understand rightly. That's also wrong. These two things, the characters are lying only. Whether you make the person to accept the lie as a right or the right as a lie. Both are wrong. We are all come across such a situations in our life. So those things should not be. If you avoid that, you are, keep, you are yourself keeping a wise person. One more example from the Bible. You know, in these days, uh, yeah, in these days, the property ministry is very popular. I can say that is very cheap also. People are behind it. People are very much crazy about it. I believe in prophecy. There is no doubt about it. Because that is the scripture. The full word of God is full of the prophecy what God has given. Not only the promises. The word, the Bible contains prophecies and promises. But people are cheated or deceived by this kind of ministry and ministers. And we should be wise enough to uh, identify those things and live a holy life. You know about John. I am not talking about any other John or even the, uh, the Baptist, but I am talking about the disciple John. What do you know about the disciple John? He is one among the twelve and Tell me, one among the three, and he is very close to his heart, and one who written revelations is a very, very dearly disciple. What he has done? John the disciple was very close to Jesus than all other disciples. Yet, he found it so difficult to learn the truth that God alone is to be exalted and worshipped. Do you believe that? Being excited over the prophetic revelations he received through the angels, he fell down and worshipped him. Let us turn to Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. Revelation chapter 19, verse 10. What it says? You found it? From 9. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, 
these are the true saying of God. And I fell at his feet to worship him. But he said to me, See, that you do not do that. I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Let everyone say, Worship God. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Such a disciple, he himself doesn't fail to know whom to worship when he was excited. He has to be corrected by the angel himself. Not only that, that is not finished. Turn to last chapter, verse 22, chapter 22. Verse 8 and 9. Once he was warned, again what he has said, Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant. And of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. If you John the disciple has made that kind of mistake, even the preacher, Brother Stanley used to say, if there is another chapter, 23rd, even again John could have fell down, worship him. That's why the revelation is closed with 22. That is true also. So we have to correct ourselves. We should be wise enough in imitating Christ. In these days, there are several prophetic revelations. My dear brothers and sisters, be wise and be aware of worshipping your prophet or Following people, be wise and follow God. Be wise and follow God. The last one, be separate. Verse 7. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. If we are going to rob, if suppose, if, we are, if any of your brethren or any of your pastor, anyone does any sin, in the types of lying or robbery or drinking or so on, they cannot take part in that, even though they are believers or preachers or teachers. Sin is sin. Don't compare yourself with anybody. Don't look at people. Look at God alone. That is the message for us. Imitate God alone. Don't follow anyone. We are not mature enough to say boldly, as Paul said, follow me or imitate me as I follow Christ. If you follow Christ, you are bold enough to say, even the, our forefathers, as I said, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses, or any prophet or any 
any kings or, or judges or no one has said, follow me. But Paul only said, in all things, imitate me as I imitate Christ in our life. So, these are all the way we can imitate God. How? By following God, for forgiving one another, by loving God, having clean heart and clean hands, be wise and separate ourselves from unclean things. Let's close our eyes and look to the Lord. God has called us as a dear children. God has called us as a dear children. Dear children to imitate Him. He is holy. He said, be perfect as God is perfect. Be holy for I am holy. You know, to what extent you are following God. Examine yourself. If you have any sin in you, or if you have any defeat in your life, as you have heard, if God has spoken to you, thank Him, and also commit yourself to the Lord. Ask His forgiveness. Our God is gracious. Our God is gracious. He is loving and compassionate. Father, we thank You for this thing. Thank you for your children. Thank you for your word. Let your anointing be upon your servants, O Father. Lord, as you have spoken to us, help us to keep this word in our hearts. As you called us as a dear children, Lord, yes, Lord, we thank you for that. We are very much privileged. Help us to follow everything what you commanded us. Help us to be an imitator of you, O Father, in all things, in love, in understanding, in wise, in cleanness, and also in forgiving. Separate ourselves from the world. Even though we are live in this world, we are not of this world. We are belong to your kingdom. Help us to be your kingdom people in these days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now is the time for us to go to the Lord in the Lord's table. Let us turn to First Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drink this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup, for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgments to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak 
and sick among you, and many are asleep. For if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord, that we may not be condemned with the world. Let's close our eyes, thank the Lord for the table which God picked before us. As we read, it is really, it is a commandment from the Lord to do it. It is not as a tradition we do. It is the ordinance of the church. Let us thank the Lord for the provision God given us. Gracious Father, we thank you once again for your grace and mercy. Especially we thank you for the blood and wine which was kept before us. Lord, as you did it, Lord, with your disciples, it is you who commanded us to do this in remembrance of you. Yes, Lord, indeed, we remember your suffering, your death, your burial, and your coming. Help us to be a partakers in this, O oh Father, identifying ourselves with one another and with you, O oh Father. Cleanse each and every one of our unforgiven sins. Lord, make us as the worthy children to take part in this, O oh Father. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. This table is for the God's children, those who have accepted Christ as the person, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and obey to the Lord in the waters of baptism. So the ushers will guide you. Please cooperate with them and come in the order. Like me, I 
was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Twas great that taught my heart to fear. Oh, 
of the day where the Lord Jesus said if I am raised up I will draw men unto me the Lord said he is not raising you to the level of the cross he is raising you beyond the level of the cross because the book of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 says he has blessed us with blessings in heavenly places that means no sickness can hold you down no sin can hold you down no demon can tie you down. You reign in heavenly places with the Lord Jesus. So why don't you just raise your hands and start to give Him praise. 
Why don't you praise Him? Because by the reason of the sacrifice of our Lord and Savior, you have been saved from everything that the enemy can think of. Oh, Father, we give you praise. We worship you, Lord. We glorify your holy name. Father, it is only by grace that we are saved. There is nothing we could have done to earn it. We glorify you, Lord. We worship you. May your name be glorified. Mighty and everlasting Father, we thank you for a great day. The Bible says in your presence there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. We thank you, Lord, because today we leave this place with fullness of joy. Pleasures that are unthinkable to those that are outside have been given to us today. We thank you, Lord, because the Lord Jesus has drawn up to us to himself. Not only up on this earth, but Lord, we thank you. Because we reign in heavenly places with the Lord Jesus. So, Father, as we step out, we step out with the confidence. And there is nothing the enemy can throw at us that can hold us down. That we are more than conquerors. May your name be glorified. Lord, your servant you have used to minister the word. Father, let there be a change in his life. A change that he does not expect. Let there be a release of power. Let there be a release of anointing. Let wisdom that is unquestionable be released upon him in the name of Jesus. Mighty and everlasting Father, this land that you have brought us to, because we have had a dinner, a lunch with you today. Father, there is nothing that is located here that has been planned for us that will not come to us. Anywhere it is being held, Father, we command it to be released in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because your glory is upon this land. And it is going into the nook and crannies of the land. We worship you for the blood that was shed on the cross. Because by the reason of that blood, more men will be drawn into the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. And nothing will be ever able to stop it. In Jesus' name. Glory be to you, Father. We worship you, Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I will share the grace. With the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy is following us all the days of our lives. And we are dwelling in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I wish you a glorious week. Amen. How great is our God, how great is His name, how great is His love, forever the same, He rose by the water, of the mighty rest and He said, I'll never leave you, put your trust in me. How great is our God, how great is His name, how great is His love, forever the same. He rose by the water of 